Hello, and welcome to the Bliss Smith Podcast. My name is Katie Smith, and here you will learn ways to find, forge, and follow your bliss by hearing stories from people like you on overcoming obstacles, diving deeply into passion, investing in yourselves and others, and uniting in gratitude to celebrate every last joy. I can't wait for you to listen. Okay, hi. Hey. Welcome. Thank you. Um, so everybody, this is Nicole Wilhelm, and I have to say that I'm very, very excited to be sitting with you because from the moment I knew that I wanted to do a podcast, your face showed up in a beautiful cloud and with sunshine rays, I think, and like looked at me and said, I'll be on your podcast. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was really intense. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So that's... That's where we're at. Was there a little bit of wind? Was my hair blowing in the wind? My hair was blowing in the wind. Oh, damn. Yeah, it was like, whoosh. Okay. Yeah, like a Beyonce, obviously. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, you For knew sure. that was going to come oh, up. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. Uh, okay, so please share a little bit about you. Oh, uh, where do I start? Um, your youth. Oh, wow. JK, wherever you want. Oh, okay. Um, serial entrepreneur, been that way my whole life. Gary V was probably the first person that made me realize that it wasn't weird, you know, to have your own car wash, to like, I don't know, th- think about selling your clothes at like Crossroads or any of those things in high school, things like that. Um, marketer by heart, like I just can't stop marketing. Uh, people bring me ideas and my first reaction is, okay, what does your marketing plan look like? Oh, you don't have one? Okay, yeah, let's get together. Uh, mom? Uh, I have a beautiful daughter. Her name's Olivia. She is my everything, my why. Before her, I thought I had a why, but then I realized I was just very ambitious. But she gives me a reason to be a better version of myself because I know she's always watching, right? Oh, I love that. And then... uh, She's amazing. I've met her. (laughs) She's the best. And then... on a husband and wife team, so he's my, like, er, er, er thing. Like, my... Uh, life partner, my business partner, my sounding board, uh, the person that laughs at all my jokes. I imagine that he's like how Michelle and Obama are. Nice. I just, uh, did you read her book yet? I I, did. You did? Was it great? Oh, everything. It was everything. I've been listening to the Oprah interview with the two of them and I can't wait to read it. I don't, I don't know why I'm admitting publicly I haven't read it yet, but... Yeah. There's Audible. So on the way yeah. home, like you can listen to it. There will be some traffic. So I will do that. <laughs> that sounds great. So Michael is your Ura Ura thing. Mm-hmm. He is wonderful and smart and talented. And you guys are a dynamic duo. Oh. Yeah. I joke and always say that we met at a hopeless place. We met at a casino. <laughs> <laughs> and people are always like, no, you didn't. I'm like, why would you lie about that? <laughs> <laughs> I would say church first. Yeah, anything, (laughs) anything. (laughs) Um, But I'm glad we did. And like, he's probably the first person that had belief in me more than I had in myself. Like, of course, your parents, you're like, yeah, you have to. Yeah. Um, But he was the type of person that's like, what are you doing here? I'm like, what are you doing here? Uh, But, you know, 14 years later, we are in a place that I never thought we would be in. You guys have been together 14 years. Yeah. It seems so um, so solid, your relationship. And I, I don't know you both 
extremely well, but it seems so solid, like you've had the foundation of a million years, yet also a lot of energy and love and passion for each other that shows up in like a relationship of a couple years. Mm. So you're like nailing it, I think. Oh, thanks. Yeah. It's just we continue to fall in love with the person that we're becoming, right? And it's oh. very rare. It's very rare. I see a lot of relationships and I, you know, I don't have a magic recipe or whatever. We just made the commitment to each other that I promise to love you today and then tomorrow we'll just see how it goes. And I'm like, oh, damn. <laughs> okay. You're I better be on it then tomorrow. <laughs> right. Basically. Yeah. Um, and it's great. I wouldn't, it's funny. Everyone's like, oh, what is it like to work with your significant other? I just couldn't do it. And I can't imagine how I wouldn't. Like how, who would watch Olivia? Right. When, when we have appointments or who would just get it if I have a bad day or if I have a client that is transferring a lot of their stress and energy to me, who could I say, all right, I need to tag you in. <laughs> yeah, I, I need a moment and they could just pick up where, you know, where I left off. That's amazing. Yeah, that's a, a great partnership. It sounds like maybe we'll get him on here. I, I would like that. Aww. Maybe the both of you yeah. and you guys can talk about hashtag goals and how you do it. <laughs> OK. And you're like, we're still try- trying to figure it out. And yeah, yeah, for sure. And that's a Everybody fantastic. is, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I know I am. Yeah. Speaking of why I'm trying to figure stuff out, this is the whole purpose of the podcast is to talk to people about us figuring our stuff out. And so you and I had exchanged some texts on something that you would feel passionate about talking about and sharing. And it you a couple times mentioned um building your own brand and so i don't even want to paint the picture anymore i just kind of want you to go with that and tell me what that means to you and how you're building yours and what that is today yeah all great questions that i wish i had answers to. yes just to be completely honest with you so previous to building my own brand i was building brands for companies and there's something about being behind the scenes that is easier than being the face of your own brand, right? Mm-hmm. One of the reasons why I say that is um, by nature, I'm actually very introverted. And a lot of people don't know that because they see me on YouTube or they see me around and they're like, oh, you're always cheerful and you're this and you're that. It's, um, I think we talked about this a couple of times where you have to invent another version of yourself or another piece of yourself comes out. And that's what I learned quickly when it came to building your own brand. Um, also, having brand guidelines is something that was easier for me to do at a company than it was for myself because I'm like I don't know maybe on a Wednesday I feel some type of way (laughs) yeah (laughs) like uh and I want to put something ratchet on my Facebook or my YouTube (laughs) or my Instagram you know is that okay uh and so one of the things we did early on when we were going to develop this brand was we talked to uh Kevin Knight who did branding for Gary V and we asked him like what makes a brand that stands a test of time and he did an example of uh, I believe it would it was method versus dawn and being in an, in the real estate industry he said you know a lot of agents are uh, dawn and they're not willing to change you know either the way that they are presenting themselves and the way that dawn is presenting themselves in the bottle that it's you know packaged in uh, versus method where everybody loves because it's very methodical like uh, the way that the colors of the soap is and the way that the bottle is shaped and he said if you go into um, real estate or anything um, and you think about it that way 
you'll you'll beat whatever's been around for years. And I was like, oh, thank God. You know, yeah. like there there's something else, and yeah. there's an alternative that people can choose, and you don't have to be um, anyone but yourself. And one of the things too, I so I talked to. Um, Robert, the CEO of Compass, and uh, I always try to ask him a question every time I see him, just like random question that would just take him off guard. And one time I met him and I said, hey, how do you be our authentic self? And he looked at me and he was like, how, I, I don't understand, right? Like every yeah. time I meet you, you're yourself. And I said, well, I'm used to being in a corporate structure where you are whatever that brand is. You right. are whatever they want you to be. And they hired you because they thought you fit their brand, right? Yeah. So who am I then outside of whatever that brand is? And you tell me to be myself and I haven't been myself in years or what I thought, you know, myself was. And then after you have a baby or you do these different things, you become a different person. So what does that really mean? And he just looked at me and he was just like, be the person um, that you are when no one else is around. And I was like, damn you, Robert. <laughs> he nailed it. He totally nailed it. <laughs> and then I Googled, you know, like Oprah and her talking about it. And um, she said, the way that you know yourself is whenever you're not being yourself, it feels like betrayal. And I was like, damn. Wow. Right? She's so wise. So wise. Yeah. So wise. And from that, I took it as, okay, so if we're going to build this brand, it's going to be a family brand. It's going to be something that Olivia looks back and maybe her kids, 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 and says, I'm so glad that my mom or my grandma or however far it is down the lineage did that. Um, And one thing that really rests heavily on us is the fact that you don't see a lot of people of color in this industry. Uh, So we wanted to make sure that our brand transcend just an industry, but also... um, be more of an influencer and, mm-hmm. and to use our powers for good, not evil. So a mm-hmm. lot of times you look at like our Instagram or the things that we do and it's always positive sunshine and rainbows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> People are like, are they really like that? Yeah. But, <laughs> and you know, sometimes I have bad days and I wish I could write crazy shit, but I can't, you know, because right. I know what it means. I, I, it's, I imagine that like, um, anybody who is, sort of first in an industry or that it's very rare to see that type of person in there, they hold a responsibility where it's like, you can't let an entire culture or generation down. Wow. Right? Because like, I I feel like if I did, it would be closing the door on a very difficult situation already. So mm-hmm. why don't I... Why don't I try as much as I can to break glass ceilings so it's easier for, for other people to come in? And I can't do that if I'm ratchet or if I'm, you know, disrespectful right. or whatever it may be. Yeah. That feels like a lot of pressure. Oh, immense. Immense pressure. Yeah. Yeah. What are some of the things that you and Michael do to... Well, you said it, you know, like the pressure actually motivates you to... Uh, to go in the right direction and make sure that the things that you're saying and speaking about are inspiring and motivating and not taking anyone backwards. Mm -hmm. Um, But how do you like maintain that? Oh, wow. Yeah, it's a lot of it is our ancestors. So Mike and I are both half Filipino and we know the struggles our parents took to get to America from the Philippines. And we were joking last night, he was like, it was so easy for your family to get to America. And I'm like, that's <laughs> hilarious because your family did the save like trek, you know what I mean? <laughs> like you gotta apply for visas and you have to wait for them to come. So I think that mixed in with 
um, the fact that we both were raised Catholic and you have that Catholic guilt, you know, and it's mm-hmm. like, man, if you don't do right, like, I might just get electrocuted. You know? Right. <laughs> so there's a lot of things <laughs> that played into the people that we are. And I think having um one of the things we have too are scholars so we're mentors at the east bay college fund of course you are and having having somebody look up to you and to reach out to you when they're they're facing their own challenges Mm -hmm. you almost don't have um you don't have any other choice right right because they're they're leaning on you and i think the more you have people leaning on you and you lean on other people so i think we so we talked about this too so one of the posts i put on my instagram was like um uh, crabs in a bucket and so for a long time when I was young I was hanging out with people that I knew I shouldn't I shouldn't be but I was too afraid to step outside my comfort zone mm-hmm. um, and at the time uh, my dad used to tell me this a lot he's like you know it's like crabs in a bucket where nobody can get out because everyone's so concerned about pulling each other down mm-hmm. however when I grew up and I um got outside of my comfort zone and then became more comfortable being uncomfortable mm-hmm. I found that there's buckets where people will lift you up right and the yes. only time they look up they look down is to pick you up and I said okay wow that's what I'm going to do yes so if you surround yourselves with people like that and then you also have people who look to you for help or assistance there is no time really to um, be distasteful or to like you're always moving to try to progress you know a culture or our, our age group because a lot of times we get flagged too for mm-hmm. for our age i'm like i didn't choose to be born at this yeah. time you know what i mean yeah like but what i can do is show you that um it is a stereotype and it's incorrect mm-hmm. yeah so many are and i think like you're saying by being your authentic self is only when you bust through those and allow people to see you for you and you could be the same makeup as the person right next to you, but it's how you show what's inside that is the differentiator. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting. Um, and one thing that kind of came up when you were talking is um, I feel the same way. I feel like I'm very, my mom calls it Pollyanna, where everything's just through like rose colored glasses and everything's going to be fine and I love to live my life that way I I live with a lot of gratitude and just like oh that stinks but it's it's okay because everything's going to be fine um I wonder and I I'm I'm looking to you from what your experience was is I would imagine that people who need to be inspired also need to see vulnerability and need to see that you're like them in some ways um you know because like for example, I'll look at, okay, but Michelle Obama, and I'm like, oh, everything's perfect. She's got the perfect relationship. Mm-hmm. Everything's great. And then part of me, and it's my own self-doubt, is like, well, I can never do what she's going to do, so mm-hmm. I'm going to not. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, is it like also our responsibility to be relatable and vulnerable so people know that um, it's okay to be imperfect? Mm-hmm. That's all excellent questions and the reason why I say Mike's my everything is like you know sometimes when I and I joke and say like when I take my makeup off I'm like taking a mask but that's really (laughs) what it is right you're literally taking off a mask and you're showing that person this is who I am not when I'm on this stage of life but like just really being you know that ride or die chick you know Mm -hmm. um and there are many times where like I'm full-on bawling I'm like today was I enough Mm -hmm. was I enough 
for Olivia, right? Did she feel like I was present enough? Or was I enough for my clients? Especially if you lose a client, oh my God, you know? Yeah. Because if you are your own brand, are they saying no to you? Mm-hmm. And then it'll trigger up all the things that's ever happened to you. Right. And, Ooh, rejection. Yeah, rejection. Yeah. And um, one of the things that Mike and I are doing with our brand is you will always have to be a better version of who you used to be, not for anybody else. So like sometimes people ask me like, oh, the competition is so fierce in your industry or like even whatever you're trying to do. And I'm like, I'm only in competition with myself. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, there are times where I'm like crying because I'm like, did I leave it all on the table? Or was there mm-hmm. a little bit left that I could have gave? And mm-hmm. then Mike goes, you always need to leave, leave a little bit of something for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, because you can't be empty if you want to give to everyone. Right. And I, it's a bit of a tangent, but I've seen you do that really well, or at least work through it and try to do it even more, is that idea of filling up your own cup. Um, you are a very busy person and you're a mom and you're a professional and you still find ways to, um, you know, go to the gym or do something for you, be in a book club, um, which is a lot. Like that's a, lo- a huge time commitment, but it's so important. Yeah, yeah. I I can't. So it's like um, when you're on an airplane and they say, oh, you know, I need you to put your mask on first. But everyone mm-hmm. who has kids always looks at their child and they're like, but damn, I should put it on yeah, them. Yeah, no, I have to. Yeah. Yeah. And it's something that I remind myself about a lot because if I am not my best version of me or if I'm not happy being me, then how am I going to give to her or anybody else? And I think that's something that also doesn't get said a lot in any brand, right? Like, it's very rare that I think women talk about self-love and self-care. And I know we're supposed to talk about branding. We and can like, talk right? about whatever we want. <laughs> but I, I just want to stress the fact, take care of you. Yes, absolutely. Do you want to tell everybody what we're doing after this? Oh, yeah. We're going to do, uh, <laughs> uh, like, flotation pods. So it's like you float in a pod of a 1,000, um, is it a 1,000 pounds of Epsom salt? So many pounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Enough and- pounds for me to not drown, which <laughs> is making me very happy. <laughs> but it's it's necessary because how often are you in separ- um, sensory deprivation? Mm-hmm. You're always with your phone, you're always with your computer, you're always with somebody, or you're sleeping, mm-hmm. right? Like, some people even bring their phones to the bathroom now. So, I mean, I feel like there's no yeah. time where you could just really decompress and be alone with your own thoughts. And, like, at first I was, like, super terrified. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I was scared about. I'm like, it's just me. Yeah, <laughs> right. If you can't be alone with yourself, then... Then you definitely yeah. need to be alone with yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, major hint. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Right. You're doing all of this wrong. Learn yourself. Right. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm I'm nervous. Um What are you nervous about exactly? Um I think just the the enclosed like that it's enclosed. Okay. So more so just like the physical atmosphere of it, but I'm totally down to be with my own thoughts. Yeah. I'll probably fall asleep on my own thoughts. <laughs> Which might mean I'm going to have boring thoughts, or it might just be I'm, like, zenned out. Right. Yeah. Either way, it's going to be a good time. It's going to be great. And so how does that tie into your self-care? Oh, yeah. So I guess I want to say it was the last couple of years where 
I started to realize that, hey, whatever you put your mind to, you can be really good at it. Yeah. So I we just did a Spartan race. It's talking about us doing everything. I know it sounds crazy. Um, so cool. <laughs> Mike and I and a couple of our friends ran in the Spartan race maybe two weeks ago. And there was a coach there. She was like, oh, man, you crushed it in all the obstacles. Have you ever thought about competing professionally? And I'm like, you know, yeah, my schedule's pretty booked. <laughs> it's a little bit booked. I don't know if I can commit to it. But it also made me realize, like, oh, wow, somebody sees um something in you that you didn't see in yourself but how do you make sure that you recover right because mm-hmm. if you continue if you continue to push and push and push and all these people see these things and you give and you give you will be empty really mm-hmm. quick mm-hmm. and so i started looking at ways that would um give me bliss yes and one of the things was complete like so all moms will tell you this like i just want to be in, in silence mhm this just pure just silence and just nothing just yep just relaxing um i think that's important for people just to connect with their inner self because how mm-hmm. do you know who you are if you're never if you never have a conversation with yourself if you ever and if you never have time to just just be you yeah especially like you said when you're on social media there are a million things to compare yourself to oh. or you know, talking to somebody and their opinions influence yours, especially if you're a kind person who wants to please others. And so it's I feel like, like we're at church right now and you're like the preacher and you're like talking to me and I'm like, oh, God, <laughs> you can see me. <laughs> I see you in there. It's terrifying. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Well, and I think that's we get along really well because I think we're similar in, in a lot of ways. Yeah, I, it's funny. So. This year, I started doing that YouTube hosting and uh, reading comments from, like, just randos. You would think that you would skip all the negative and only focus on the positive, especially trying to be a positive person, but it was reverse, right? Mm -hmm. I couldn't see any of the positive. I only saw the negative. And at the end of it, I was like, damn. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. Yeah. It's so rude to ourselves that we do that. We just had uh, review season at work. And I got my review via email, and my eyes went straight to the negative part. I was like, wait a second. First of I, all, who, who, what would they say? <laughs> well, maybe, you know, it's opportunities for growth, right? And I know. I mean, come on. Okay. No, JK. But um, <laughs> but that's also, I'm, I'm so glad that we're, you know, it's a safe place for people to say, you know, I'd love to see you do X in the future because, mm-hmm. um, you know, if you're not, you know this better mm-hmm. than anyone, if you're not growing, then you're dying. Then, then why? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Then you're dying. I mean, that's yes. legit. Like, that's actually a science. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not going to argue with that. And so, but yeah, my my eyes went straight to the stuff that wasn't the positive stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how do we get there so fast? Mm-hmm. You know, even on my drive over here, um, it's like, okay, well, I have so many things to do with this podcast and okay, we'll do Nicole's and then I got to put it up and oh man, I'm so bad at whatever. And it's like, how, how amazingly fast it went from excitement of sitting with you to like the stress of dread do it yeah Yeah. logistics yeah and being anxious about its success it's so so weird yeah i would say how to kind of ease that would be one of the things i'm learning is that you can't do it all literally 
phys- physically, just everything. Yeah, you, can, you can't. Yep. And, it, and it's okay to ask for help. It does not mean that you're weak. Yeah. You know? And one of the things that I'm learning too is like, don't cry to give up. Cry to keep going. Mm. Figure out who you need to talk to mm-hmm. to get it done. So one of the things we implemented last year is we got an assistant. Best thing ever. I'm like, how the hell was I living my life before? Wait, why wasn't I offered the position? <laughs> what? I'm so <laughs> okay. destroyed okay. right now. Okay, because you are merging <laughs> <laughs> and acquiring. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Who is this person? I want to know them. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll connect you. But okay, great. So magical. Okay. Um, and I had all of these like preconceived notions of what that meant. And mm-hmm. what I thought people who had assistance, you know, were. And I'm like, does that does that take away from, you know, the brand, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I thought originally that um, our brand meant, like, we were MacGyver and we had to do it all. And if we had somebody else, like, mm-hmm. we, weren't, we weren't assisting people in the way that they should because it wasn't really us. Not realizing that in order to scale and give people the service that we want... It has to have some type of structure, flow, system, and people in the background. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. the best, best thing we've ever done. Yeah. It's like when you delegate and when you share, you can achieve more. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about it at work a lot, like going a mile, uh, what is it, like a mile wide, but it only an inch deep and instead of being able to go a mile deep and the way that you do that is you share the load Mm -hmm. but there's a lot of pride involved and a Mm -hmm. lot of ego where Mm -hmm. it's like wait no no I I can do this all Mm -hmm. so but it it is nice to get to that place and challenge your ego to say like actually this is helping us all get more versus Mm -hmm. like we're better together we're better together than we are apart yes I agree about you and I specifically but (laughs) um Okay, so we much already go so much fangirling right now. I'm so sorry. Um, so I so it's interesting with your line of work as a real estate agent because your brand so easily could be your job and your personal. Yeah, and I you know I don't work in you know I don't sell homes. And I don't, uh, well, probably with like podcasts and other things, I'll probably have to sell myself in some ways. But um, I don't, when I think about my brand, it's more of like my personal brand, mm-hmm. where at, because I'm not having to market myself in like the classical way mm-hmm. or the traditional way, I should say. And so I'm wondering, like, what are your thoughts on, especially as a real estate agent, like, you, you have, do you have to build two brands or, <laughs> or do you have to like, you know, keep some stuff off because it's not part of your professional brand? Yeah, yeah. All great questions that we discuss on a weekly basis. Yeah. Uh, one thing is we look at ourselves as a family brand. So how much of Olivia is in it? Mm-hmm. And so we actually have people approaching us saying, oh, my God, it's Olivia. And I'm like, I have no idea who they are. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's kind of freaky. Yeah. Um, so we now have, you know, strict guidelines where we say, okay, she will be in only so many of our marketing material right or she's going to be you know um in maybe a third or less of our social 
Um, something that we talk about too is like how close we are in pictures. You know, like yeah. we don't want it to be engagement photos, but you still want to show that you work together. So those are the things that are behind the scenes that I don't think people think about. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that we talked about too in our branding strategy is like what is a word that would define the essence of our brand. And one of it is discovery. Mm-hmm. So a lot of our clients are from San Francisco that moved to the East Bay. So it's discovering what that means and what that means to you and why it is that you're moving. So some people move because they got married and they need more space. Or this is their first place together because one person lived with a whole bunch of roommates in one <laughs> place and the other person had a studio and they're like, yeah, no, we want to have kids. Um, and when we thought about what it meant for our brand to connect with um, our, in this case, our buyers, we said, okay, we need to be the bridge to their move, right? To their next move. And what does that mean? As Bay Area natives, we need to show them what it's like in the East Bay. We also ourselves need to discover and rediscover what's happening in uh, Oakland uh, in particular and how things are transforming. Um, Some people think it's for the good, some people don't, and explain to people what that means and why people feel that way. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's another reason why I feel like there's a lot of pressure on our brand in particular. I don't know if if other agents feel that way or they're just, you know, selling homes like hotcakes and they just don't care on the impact that it has on a community. But for us, it's really about being community builders. So at Olivia's school, we're community builders as well. Mm -hmm. And we help Uh, different parents come in and say okay prior to coming to this Montessori you probably had you know your core group of family members but coming into the school we want to make it so that you're you're heavily integrated and you can call any of us if you're sick or if something happens you know I take video so I can send it to all the parents who had to work full-time yeah because it's important to find your place in the world and know that you're not alone and find your tribe. And that's one of the things that we're doing too is making sure that people know that they're not alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And by showing you who you are and it's like people will latch onto that and say, I either I'm like that too and I connect with you or I'm inspired to be more like that. Right. Or what I do isn't weird, right? Like, so yes. some people, some people are like, oh my God, you do cryotherapy? And I'm like, I know. Yeah. I never, I, I would never. If somebody would have asked me 10 years ago, 14, when I met Mike, and I'm like, no, I'm too busy getting hyphy on the yellow bus, you know? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm like, oh yeah, cryo for sure. Like, that's how you heal yourself quicker so that you can not skip a beat when you have to go to work after you ran a Spartan race. Or doing floats so that I can come back the next day super clear where people had no idea, you know, that, I don't know, maybe Olivia had a character building day and we all did and we learned a little bit about Mm -hmm. it, you know? Yeah. Um, It's probably the best thing that could have happened to us is having to put yourself out there because, like I said earlier, you have to be a better version of yourself because it's... It's you. All of this mm-hmm. is you. And it's not going away just because you erase it on your you know, Instagram or you erase it off your Facebook and you don't erase it from people's minds. Sure. Definitely not. And it's like the, you know, Maya Angelou quote, like, people remember how you make them feel. Mm-hmm. And so it's like if you keep doing the things to 
to touch someone, you know, emotionally and to like set a good example, then those are the things that are going to stick with them versus like, here's how we looked on an Insta post. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and that's something that we are toying with too is, is showing like, it's called evidence of success, right? So showing how many houses and how many people that you work with. And to us, it's, yes, it's important, but it's not the most important. But you also have to remind people that you do business, right? So mm-hmm. it's like a little bit of like a balance. Uh, a lot of times, if we're going to show it, I want to show it in a way that we are not the stars. Somebody called me to help them, you know, sell a home. So they need to transition from this place to the next. And I just want to be able to tell their story in a way that they're proud. Mm-hmm. In a way that, like, if they've been there for 30 years, they can say, okay, I'm closing that chapter and I feel good about it. Mm-hmm. And somebody told a story in a way that now it's it's the beginning for somebody else. Right. So that and that's coaching them a little bit on their sense of worth and pride in what they've just done, right? Mm-hmm. I learned that so much about your line of work uh, around just the fact that you are such an emotional support person Ooh, yeah. for someone who's buying or selling their home, which back to the self care, back to the everything else. It's like it's one of the most intimate things that you can do. Yeah. Right? Other than being like a doula or like Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's very intimate. <laughs> Thank you for putting that one above that. But yes. I mean it's like it's like neck and neck. And, <laughs> and if it isn't, then um I would strongly encourage people to find an agent that they can feel that comfortable with. Because it's a a bond that you create that helps so that when you do, you know, find that home or when you do sell that home, it's it's such a beautiful experience. And you almost forget about, like, how many offers you wrote if you had to write in multiple or how many times you thought it wasn't one and it wasn't, you know? Yeah. Because it's because you worked with somebody. I always say it's like a partnership, too. Because you worked with somebody, you can feel the confidence and knowing that they got your back. A lot of times I tell people that one wasn't for you. Because mm-hmm. I saw what she looked like when you walked in, and you were just like, meh. But right. when you had to compete against other people, then you got, you know, your type A personality kicked in, and you felt like you just had to we win. We have to win this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. You're like a human mirror. You, they like, you hold up a mirror, and they look into it, and you're like, see, you're not actually that interested in that one. Mm hmm. Like, but I'm so competitive and I need this. And you're like, nah. That's why I... You're good. That's why I play a game. So part of our brand, too, is I always pretend like we're already on HDTV. And we walk into a house together and I say, on a scale from 1 to 10, you're gonna we're going to count down 1, 2, 3. We're going to say it together. You cannot say it before your spouse. You and your spouse have to say it at the same time. And I go 1, 2, 3. And then sometimes you hear 6. Sometimes you hear 8. Sometimes you hear 10s. And then I go, anything above an eight, we're going to write on. Anything below that, we're just going to walk out really fast and pretend like it never happened. And they're like, okay, great. But I think just having that sort of like whimsical nature and something that's so serious is something we wanted to invoke in our brand because it doesn't have to be difficult. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be something scary or like, why doesn't it? Why can't it be like HGTV? Why can't we just have our own show and just make it cool and just make it hilarious? Yeah. Make it feel like there's a few commercial breaks. And other right. than that, you had three houses to pick from and you picked number three. Right. Yeah. And it was all good. It was all good. That That's another interesting thing. Like when, when you said you can't speak before your spouse, um, I bet there's a lot of like coaching in that dynamic too. Because back to like my people pleaser mentality, I'm like, mm, well, like if he's happy, then 
you know, I'll be happy, you know, but it, and they all say that. Yes. But you have to draw out their authentic needs too. Like, Hey, you were about to say a three and your husband was about to say an eight. So, so let's talk about that so that we can, you know, calibrate you guys, but also get something that you feel like an eight about. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of times too, some people will get into conflict and then Mm -hmm. it will cause like a little bit of of drama to happen. Mm -hmm. And I'm quick to remind them that the whole reason why we're here is because you wanted to create a unity or something special. Mm -hmm. And that how fortunate do you have to be that you know that if this this person's given out ones that he picked you and you're a 10 right (laughs) like so what does that say about you and your relationship yeah so let's go out and find that 10 together let's not compromise then dang because you didn't right yeah and then they're like yeah you're right and then we go out and we go look at some places i'm like it doesn't it doesn't have to be difficult and just because the media and all these like people say that um you know the inventory is like historically low you have to just you have to hurry up and get this or get that like Mm -hmm. get what you want out of life and the universe will conspire to give you everything that you want once you know it what it is that you want that's the hardest part you have to channel the right stuff not be shooting in the dark right yeah being intentional or thinking that you want something because somebody else had it Yes, which I feel like happens so rampantly. Mm -hmm. Or you want to be in that neighborhood because everybody's in that neighborhood. But really, you should be in a neighborhood that's up and coming because you're an innovator or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. What is your authentic self need, Mm -hmm. not what everybody else needs? Right. Or maybe you need a more established neighborhood and you just aren't ready for a neighborhood that's transitioning. Right. Even though you think... So we have clients who will say like, oh man, but like the investment... Like, my return on investment will be great. But I'm like, if you're not happy while you live there. Right. Oh, you have to be so honest with yourself about it. Like, yeah, like you said, um, oh, it's up and coming. But if you're sitting there going, I, I can't sounds... I can't take a stroller down the street. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, don't do what people say you're supposed to do. Do it. Like, makes you feel the happiest. So one thing that we're recognizing is that our brand is not for everyone. Yeah. And that's okay, too. Yeah, and you say that so nicely, but has that taken work to yeah. be okay with not your brand not being it for everybody? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, to go to your point about being a people pleaser, right? So Mike used to joke and say like, "Oh man, that Mother Teresa gene is really kicking in." Mm. I was like, "I know," <laughs> um, and I realized that I'd be doing them and myself a disservice if I didn't tell them the truth. And sometimes the, the truth is, you know, it's not the right home, or it's not the right time. Mm-hmm. Or, um, you know, it's, but we will be there for you either way. So sometimes people think like you're getting sold. Like once I mm-hmm. work with a real estate agent, they're going to sell me on something. That's not how we work. And mm-hmm. I think one of the reasons why it isn't the way that we work is we um, own property ourselves and we wouldn't want to be treated that way. And we remember mm-hmm. what it was like when we purchased our first home. Yeah. And so we just kind of, you know, reverse engineer it and say, what do we want to come from this experience? How nice. You like started, you went backwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every time, every time we meet somebody and we sit down with them, Mike and I already think about like, okay, where do we see them mm-hmm. the happiest? And then based on, you know, their um, musts and their, you know, I call them hell to the nas. You know? <laughs> like, hell to the nas, would I live over here or do this or whatever? Like, okay. Um, we blend those two together and sometimes we, 
sometimes we will stretch their imagination and somebody will say like oh i need a walkability score of 99 and then i find a perfect retreat in the hills and i say now if i told you that this house has everything you want but it need you need to take an uber ride that's maybe like 10 minutes down to you know downtown berkeley or downtown oakland would you do it they're like i don't know let me see it so it just happened this past weekend somebody's like oh my god it was breathtaking it's almost too nice and i'm like too nice for what yeah Maybe you deserve it. Maybe this is it. I mean, if you feel comfortable paying the payments and you see yourself living here, why is it too much for you? Did you say treat yourself? Yes, I did. Yes. How, I mean, you should say that a lot. Do you say it a lot? I say it in other ways, depending on, yeah. you know, yeah, their vernacular. But yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Not everyone breeds, appreciates treat yourself? No. Uh-uh. Oh, gosh. I can't even imagine. Okay, well, I know we have to go float soon. Um, So I wanted to uh, see if you would share a couple of tips on creating the best brand for you. So, or or maybe even not even direct tips, but some questions you should ask yourself when thinking about what your brand is. Yeah, I know that's a good one. It's it's funny. I don't know why it reminded me. So when I worked at a, I was VP of marketing for a startup previous to real estate, and the there, there was a girl who was on the Real World, San Francisco uh, edition. I'm not gonna name her name, but one of the things she asked was same thing. How do I build my brand that transcends the show? Because I don't want to just be mm. you know. 15 minutes and I'm done. And I said, how are they portraying you? Right? Mm-hmm. Are you the mm-hmm. bad girl? Are you the one that gets drunk a lot? Are you the one that's super, like, you know, out in the streets and promiscuous? Not mm-hmm. to say that there's anything wrong with any of those things, but the battle in which you'll have to climb or the challenges you'll face to be whatever that opposite is or whatever that thing that, um, you know, you have to be very aware of how you come off Mm -hmm. and if you know if you want to if you want to use that background like cardi b did it be okay with that yeah you know but just always be knowledgeable that then you do have a past right the package comes with it yeah 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 so that's number one is just know how you come off and then try to find a way to transcend being a fashion blogger or Mm -hmm. um a fitness model but a way that you can do any brand Right. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing too would be not trying to do everything at once mm-hmm. and finding like a platform that's really easy for your brand to, um, like a, a channel for your brand to reach the biggest audience. Right. Whatever, whatever that may be. So some people might be Instagram, television. Some people might be Instagram. Some people might be Facebook, Pinterest. But know your lane mm-hmm. and work it. Yeah. And then start going to other things. But it's really hard to, like, try to do all of them at once. Gotcha. That's smart. So it's, like, start in one place, master it almost, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then and then move. Unless you have help where you can start stripping, right? So, mm-hmm. like, you could do what Gary Vee suggested where you could do a YouTube video. So somebody's taping it. Then somebody's stripping the audio for a podcast. But it has to be in a quiet room. Gotcha. You know? Yeah. And then, and then you also have somebody else filming it in... in um, in portrait mode so that you can put it on Instagram television. Like you just have to be very cognizant of all the different forms of media and how to put it on like the formats that fit that media. Right. 
not that's a lot of people can do that. Right. It's, you know? it's very, it's a very thoughtful way and it's very time consuming. Yeah. And if, you know, if you aren't set up in that way or, or wired that way, it's like, I just created 40 boundaries for myself or 40 obstacles for me to jump over to get this completed. Mm -hmm. Um, But so I see what you're saying. It's like, unless you have the ability and the resources to start off and sort of scatter out, it's like pick a lane and do that lane really well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then my last two, I was going to do one, but like these, this something that's resonating with me right now is, you know, you don't have to, what is a good way to put this? You don't have to, Not. it's not like selling out, but you don't have to bend your brand or, or change your brand for somebody or something else. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times I have people reach out to me and they're like, oh, can you promote our brand in, uh, in an ad? Like, let's do like, you know, co-branding. Mm-hmm. And the brands don't fit. And yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I could take the money or like get whatever social media following, but it's not authentic to me. Mm-hmm. And it's not something that I would look back in my feed and be like, oh, that was, that was whack. Yeah. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah, I mean, that that's one. And then another one is, um, it's okay to be you, whatever that means. So when I first, and I'm going to keep this story short, but like when, so I'm half black and Filipino and growing up in the Filipino culture, one of the things is like, you have to get an education. You should have children. You should probably be a nurse, you know? (laughs) And so uh, when my mom and my dad met and they only knew each other after two weeks and then they, you know, had me after a year, uh, my mom's side of the family was like, okay, so what you going to do? You know, mm-hmm. uh, and a lot of the times I had this description for myself that basically I thought other people wanted me to, to be like, mm-hmm. oh, I sh- I'm black. I should be a basketball player mm. or maybe I should be a dancer or whatever I thought they wanted for me. But it was never what I wanted for myself. And then I had this uh, misconception that like you couldn't be beautiful and funny and smart and all these things because maybe you know one person was that another person was that and you know you had to play one role in the whole grand scheme of things and so I ended up getting my bachelor's in public relations and my master's in integrated marketing communications with a concentration on PR and I thought I was going to be a diplomat and ambassador it was all of these things that I was like all right check 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 yes then I was VP of marketing and I was like look mom yeah oh. and you guys can't see this but I almost like took out my whole mic but um, I was like I did it and I looked around me and I saw all the people that I worked with none of them had kids yeah. None of them had the life that I want to live. Not to say you have to have kids, but it was important to me. Uh, all because I was living what I thought somebody else wanted. Yep. And then I woke up one day and I met Mike and I was like, oh, I should probably do what I want to do because life is short. Yes. And so we went into real estate together. We decided we wanted to build this brand. Um, talked to Robert about being my authentic self. And our business grew, uh, I would say three times what it was prior to coming to our new brokerage coming to compass wow because we were just us and we were real and we weren't yes. pretending anymore and it was great and i was like damn i would have done this since the beginning yeah <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I, just, I just didn't know yeah you like 
pinch yourself and you're like, why did I not do this sooner? But it's like we all learn and there's a time for everything. And I think that I couldn't have because I wasn't, I, I wasn't, if you're looking at it, I sometimes when people are single and I try to explain to them why they're still single, it's like a combination lock, right? And the other person has their own combination lock and they're just, they're working the numbers. And yeah. I, and I think for me, it was just like, I had, I had to go through some stuff to be the person that I am now. Yes. And it's okay. And I, and I was so sad for the person I thought I was losing because I was like, oh man, I got to lose sight of who I was for who I can become, but say if I don't like that person that I become, or say if I really like that person I used to be, what was wrong with her? Yes. Or you feel guilty that the person you were wasn't good enough and now you're this awesome person, but it's like, what happened? That person was okay too. And now I feel bad that like that person was not as good as this person. It's very, it's yeah. And that's what comes with this building a brand, but now you have so many eyes on you. Yeah. Well, you have so many eyes that I think admire uh, the work that you all do. Thank you. And I means a lot to me. And yeah, and I mean it. And that's exactly why I knew that you had to be sitting here with me at some point. And don't worry, listeners, this is not the last time. This will be a frequent thing. I will drive to <laughs> Oakland every time. Um, but yes, I mean, you're so wise. And like we talked for 48 minutes and just it's just been amazing. And I feel like we could go on a thousand different tangents, which oh, is so exciting. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. there's so much more content to be had. Yeah, and before we drop the mic, I just want to say watching your growth has been amazing. What? Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, I mean, because you're like one of my first friends at this yeah. brokerage, you know? And so you got to really see, you know, like Drake said, we started from the bottom, now we're here. We are here. Yeah. And, the, and we joked too. We were just like, man is this like a lemon yeah. <laughs> or like, are we going to come and the doors are shut one day? And we joked about it and it's like the complete opposite all because we had faith. Um, and everyone around us had faith and we, um, were all just being us. Yeah. You know, it was great. Right. And like we talked about before we started recording is the faith will continue regardless of what happens with our surroundings or the company we're in or the roles we have. It's like our, our faith, our faith in ourselves is going to maintain and find new ways to be successful, which I think is so powerful. Yeah. Cause things happen for you, not to you. So if you yeah. continue to know in your heart of hearts that like this happened for this reason yeah. and I won't know it until I look back because it's, <laughs> you can never see the path you took to get somewhere until you look back. Yeah. Because it's being placed in front of you. Right. And that's where the faith comes from. And that's why it's scary as hell. It's totally scary. Can you imagine that? If you were driving and your GPS is like, I have no idea, but you'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, I believe you, but for the love of God, this is terrifying. <laughs> is that a cliff over there? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, you said my car can fly? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, okay, we should go float. Yeah. And continue this soon. Yes, and then you should make a podcast on floating. Your experience yes, floating. I will. And the thoughts you had or the good night's rest you had in it. I, I hope both. I think I'm going to have some really weird thoughts, really great thoughts. Yeah. And then I'm going to sleep like a friggin' baby. Oh, that's actually what happens. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, it's magical. Yeah. You're and welcome then I'm gonna, in advance. Thank you. I'm going <laughs> to walk into Monday just like pep in that step. Like, what yeah. happened to you? Yeah. It's like Carlton from Fresh Prince. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Yeah, I'm ready. Uh, okay, well, thank you so much. And um, this will not be the last of you on this podcast because you're an angelic creature. Oh, thanks. All right. Love you, boo. Peace.